everyone. Welcome back to Mercy Talk. This is Melanie Weiss. And this is Jen Otero. And if you've tuned in during the month of January, you heard us discussing the area of boundaries as we kicked off the new year. And as we shift into February, we've decided we're going to continue the conversation and continue just taking it deeper and talking through just different boundaries and different things. So mm-hmm. we're glad that you joined us. Yeah, we could go on and on and on, <laughs> and, on, on. and on about this topic. The entire year. Absolutely. So we're excited to continue on, but definitely want to encourage you that if you are just now tuning in, please go back. If you've not listened to the podcast episodes from last month, we really encourage you to do that. I think that they really lay a strong foundation on this topic of boundaries. And I think it's really important too, because a lot of people have different ideas of what boundaries even means. Mm -hmm. And so I think we almost spent like an entire show even just talking about what are we talking about when we say boundaries. And I think a lot of people default to thinking about it. Oh, just boundaries on your time and boundaries on your calendar. But really what we focused on a lot last month was boundaries within relationship. Mm -hmm. And we're going to hit on more of that today as well. I'm going to jump into some of those other topics in the, you know, next couple of weeks. But today we're still kind of staying in that area of, you know, relational boundaries. But please go back and listen if you have not, Mm -hmm. you know, heard those from last month. Yeah. And I would even add just last month, we also talked through, because I think that we've talked a lot about the difficulty that comes with setting boundaries and being a boundary person Mm -hmm. and, you know, all the pieces that make that hard. And just really recognizing that as we looked, even at one week, we'd spent some time just getting into scripture and talking mm-hmm. through like the example that Jesus gave us in being a boundaried person. And from that place, recognizing, wow, he's really given us permission through his example mm-hmm. to be people who love people well, but also have boundaries in our lives so we can be healthy and move forward and carry the things that we're supposed to carry. And so yeah. we just encourage you to take the time, even if that means you stop right now and look back at the past couple of weeks of podcasts. It will set the stage for where we're kind of going to go over the next couple of weeks. Right. Well, you know, today I'm really personally very excited because I know that I resonate with this one a lot just from some of my previous experience mm-hmm. in youth ministry. <laughs> and one of the topics that we have found, this this idea of boundaries has become a topic mm-hmm. that has become extremely important in our workshops that we've been doing here. Right. I've personally been surprised because I think I just maybe, I don't know, assumed that I was one of the only people who really struggled with this issue <laughs> until we started doing these workshops. And there have been youth pastors and ministry leaders and nonprofit leaders and parents and all different kinds of people attending the workshops saying when they leave that the thing that they got the most out of in the workshops was this idea of, of boundaries and like having no idea that that was even an issue until right. we started talking about it. <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's why I'm struggling with this or that or why I'm burning out. You mm-hmm. know, this is an issue and I didn't even realize it. And I think sometimes just honestly giving people permission is is a huge piece. But like you said, always taking it back to the example that Jesus gave us, because that's what we want to use as, you know, our our example for all things. Mm -hmm. And so whenever you can see, no, 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 Jesus loved people well and loved people fully, but also was a person of boundaries. You're like, oh, okay, so that's allowed. And that doesn't mean that I don't love people. And so, you know, today we're going to focus a lot on what it looks like as a helper as someone who helps others, we don't really pigeonhole that to say just somebody who's a you know ministry leader or a pastor. Right. This is just honestly anybody who is helping another person, and and what it looks like to have boundaries in those types of relationships. And you know, I think that helpers can often be ones who struggle with this maybe more than others because you know it they have a heart for other people. They have a heart for the person that they're helping and, and they want to help. And so a lot of times that whole idea of what boundaries looks like, it's very muddy because out of their big hearts and their big, you know, desire to help, 
they take on more than they're supposed to take on and and honestly can can easily become you know just totally burned out on it but they're important for everyone but especially those who are in this type of role. Absolutely. And being a healthy helper, as we even mm-hmm. laugh at that term, it's sort of become something here at Mercy Talk we talk about, but becoming someone who's a helper that is in a healthy place and has lots to give and isn't burning out and, you know, all of those things, it's absolutely contingent on having boundaries in your life. Mm-hmm. I believe it 100%. We've talked a lot about it. But the beauty of it as well is that it doesn't just safeguard you as a helper. It also positions the person you're helping to take personal responsibility, mm-hmm. to really carry their responsibility and their control, honestly, the healthy control that they have to move forward, to take steps, to just do what it takes to get free. And on the flip side, to choose whether or not they're going to. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because so often that false responsibility and stuff can kind of come in. And so boundaries safeguard us as helpers, but they also position the people that we're helping to actually get the freedom that God has for them. Yes. And allows us to get out of the way in the areas that we need to. Right. Which I think feeds into that whole idea feeds into a lot of just, I think one of the struggles that I had mm-hmm. whenever I was trying to just grapple with this idea of setting boundaries was that I felt like, and I and I know that a lot of people resonate with this because we've been told that they do. Right. I felt like that me setting boundaries with someone that I'm trying to help is an uncaring thing to do. Mm-hmm. And it's a selfish thing to do. And it felt harsh. And what you just said, I think, is what I needed to learn. And I almost needed to see it for myself right. because I did see it for myself. It wasn't helping them. Like by me taking on responsibility that was theirs, they never really got the help they needed. I could give story after story after story of examples of how that played out. But by me trying to carry on more than I was supposed to carry on, they were not getting mm-hmm. the help that they really needed and getting to receive the life change that they really needed and that I really wanted for them. I was actually hindering that process by not setting boundaries. And so it's actually where it may seem like a a harsh or maybe uncaring thing to do. It is the most loving thing that you can do and the most, not only loving, but the most effective thing that you can do Mm -hmm. to help somebody else. It's the only way it's going to actually work. But I think another reason that I struggled with this idea was I think deep down inside, I felt like setting a boundary was kind of this way of me like almost just surrendering and having to like release control. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. We don't <laughs> want to be honest. Control. We all have a little bit of that in us. I have it in me more than I want to recognize mm-hmm. sometime. But that there was part of me that said, but if I set a boundary and put the responsibility back on them, then they may not That's make the right. choices. They may not ever actually mm-hmm. do. So by me carrying on more than I'm supposed to and trying to do the work for them or maybe there really is a hope of them changing but if I release that and let them take responsibility nothing may happen right (laughs) which is it's almost just comical to look back on it Mm -hmm. because whenever I did take all of that on and try to do all of the work for people nothing happened like it didn't work (laughs) it's a for sure thing either yeah so that was like the only definite was that by you doing it they're definitely not gonna Uh get the help they need or get the change and and revelation from the lord that they need by you doing it so it's that's the only definite and so i think again i needed to see it like i had to kind of learn that the hard way but if i could just encourage somebody like don't learn it the hard way like just take a word for it You, you can see it over and over and over and over again in many people's lives when when 
those boundaries weren't set, they did not receive the help that they needed. Right. And setting boundaries is as hard as it is. It's sometimes the most caring thing you can do. And like you said, we get caught in this idea of I care so much and I want this for them so much. And I I have even this vision of where they'll be when they're Mm -hmm. free and Mm -hmm. all of these awesome things. But we can't do it for someone Mm -hmm. and you can't make them make that choice. And so setting boundaries can feel like, oh, gosh, I am releasing control of the outcome. Well, the reality is we don't actually have control of the outcome. We like to believe that we do. Mm -hmm. And so it's sometimes the actually every time it's the most loving and helpful thing that you can do, not just for them, but also for you. And we often say it around here. We are not Holy Spirit Junior. Mm -hmm. I remember saying that over and over again to girls that I would counsel that would want to push to cause me to take more responsibility for their healing process than they wanted to take. And for them to realize I can't heal you. Mm -hmm. I can come alongside. I can carry this the way the Lord's asked me to, but ultimately he is the great counselor. He is the healer. He is the comforter. He is the one that's going to do this work in your life. I have the great honor of coming alongside you and helping position you to receive from him. But ultimately this is not on me. Mm -hmm. This is really between you and God. And I get to come alongside and partner with you, but you've got to make the choices day in and day out to get free. And as we set those boundaries, it really positions other people to get free Mm -hmm. and for us to stay healthy in the process where everybody wins. It's a beautiful thing, Yes, but it is really, really difficult. And I would just add the other difficulty. I know that It may sound kind of like a duh statement, but I think there's something to it is that if we don't know how to set boundaries in our own lives, it's going to be really difficult to teach someone else how to Mm. or to really carry that well in our helping relationships. If I don't set boundaries well in my family unit, it's going to be real hard for me to set boundaries when it comes to the people I'm helping. And so sometimes it starts even in that little circle in our lives before it's going to branch out into our helping relationships. And so I think at this point, it's a great idea to plug once again, our boundaries book by Henry Cloud and John Mm -hmm. Townsend. If you have not read it, and if this is an area that you're like, gosh, I really need to know more, or even if you feel like you do really well with boundaries, this is still a book. I know that I think every human being on the planet should read once a year. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Regularly. Because it just continues <laughs> yeah. to remind us of the those blind spots, those things that maybe we don't see. Mm-hmm. And it really helps to create space for the Holy Spirit to come and go, hey, have you thought about this in this relationship or what that would look like there? It feels like it can even just shore up some things, mm-hmm. even if you feel like you do pretty well in this area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that book means a lot to me because it came into my life at about the perfect time Mm -hmm. because I've shared this story many times, but I can't, you know, especially in today's topic boundaries as a helper, I can't not share this again (laughs) for anybody who maybe hasn't heard it. I, I was only a year into youth ministry when, and I will say that for probably the first 11 months mm-hmm. of youth ministry, the more that I was getting into the, the kids' lives and learning about their stories and the more I was just, I was feeling their burdens mm-hmm. and I was just wearing those things and they were weighing me down. And I remember, I remember just thinking, I, I never stop thinking about the kids and what they're dealing with. Right. And I kind of like think that maybe for a little while I kind of wore that as a badge. Like, wow, I really love these kids because yeah. I think about them all the time. <laughs> like, like when I get up in the morning, I start immediately thinking about the things they're struggling with. When I'm getting ready in the morning, that's all I'm thinking about when I'm working with them. Then when I go home, it's all, you know, I'm like, and I just really thought that meant that I really cared and I really loved them, you know. And, <laughs> and I'm really good at what I yeah, do. <laughs> like I was, I was obviously made to do this, you know, <laughs> and so... I really didn't think that that was a problem at all. Although I will say, I remember having moments where I thought like, man, 
life got a lot harder when I started doing this, you know, and I did, you know, again, I didn't think that that was a problem. I thought it just meant like, well, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, um, about the 12 month mark. Like, let's let's talk about a year in. I remember I hit this point where I went to the youth pastor that, you know, was my boss at the church. And I was like, you know what? I don't know that I'm cut out for this mm-hmm. anymore. It's like, well, that's a pretty significant shift from what you were saying a month ago, you know. Yeah. But I was like, I am officially really tired. And all of a sudden, I don't care about anybody's issues or problems anymore, really, at all. Mm-hmm. I don't care. <laughs> so I'm like, so where I thought I was made for this, I don't think I am because I cared a lot and now I don't care. Mm-hmm. And he knew because he'd been in youth ministry for quite a while. He's like, oh, I think I know what's going on here, you know. <laughs> and the next day at the office, I get there and what book is on my desk but the book Boundaries by Clarence Townsend. And That's I was like, awesome. no, wait a minute. I think you're trying to tell me something here. And so reading that book at that season of my life was really transformational. And I'm going to be honest, it was so freeing. Like it was like, oh, it's okay for me to, it's okay for me to do this. Mm -hmm. And, And it gave me permission and it showed me how I can actually love people while also setting boundaries. It also showed me, like we've already been talking about, how the most loving thing I could do for those kids was to set those boundaries and to allow them to take some responsibility for their lives and not take on what I wasn't meant to take on. Mm -hmm. It just clarified what my role was. I mean, in so many ways it helped. And I continue to do youth ministry for five more years after that, you know? And so, and, and even at the end of that six total year, I wasn't burnt out. The Lord was calling me into a different season and a new thing, but I didn't leave because I was burnt out. Like I had actually found the key for longevity in ministry and it, Mm -hmm. it was all wrapped around this idea. Boundaries, And I even have to add to that too, Mel, just knowing you in the time that I have, watching the relationships you still have with those youth and those kids from your past youth, that they love you and there's such health in your relationships. And there isn't this weird false responsibility Mm. that I think sometimes when we don't have those boundaries, we can actually even get down the road in relationship where there's still this pull and this false responsibility and this, I mean, I'll just call it yuck, that boundaries pushes out. And I don't see that in those relationships you have with those youth because they love you and respect you, but they also carry their own responsibility Mm -hmm. for their lives and their choices and their relationship with the Lord. And so there's a beauty for everyone involved, as we've said. I mean, ultimately, the responsibility for change is on other people. And one of the things that we talk about a lot at our Empower trainings is we talk this through. And a lot of the times when we we talk about this place of the seven people that you can't help, Mm -hmm. people kind of get these, like this face, like, what do you mean I can't help these people? And so I felt like it would be helpful just to kind of run through these this morning. Just in that sense of us realizing as we set boundaries and as we position ourselves the way that we need to, there are people that we actually cannot help. And it's okay for us to come to the terms with the fact that we can't do it all Mm -hmm. and that there are some people that maybe just don't want our help. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to run through those real quick because I think there's a revelation there for all of us. Absolutely. And to set even that up, Mm -hmm. you know, I've thought about how a lot of people, I don't know how, you know, for those listening, I don't know how much you know about Mercy and what we do, but a lot of people who know about our ministry and what happens here, they're always like, man, how do you have the success rate that you have? Like, how do these girls... And 
I will say that I, I believe one of the most important keys for us mm-hmm. is that we are bringing in young women who have proven that they are ready That's right. for help. It's a free of charge program. They're not paying to be here, but they have walked through a process before mm-hmm. they've ever come through our doors of an entire intake team, a trained right. staff who have assessed whether or not they are ready and they're in this place of being ready to be helped. And if mm-hmm. they're not, then we will lovingly communicate that to them and say when they are to this point, you know, then totally. they are welcome to reapply into the program. But I think that that's a huge reason why we succeed, see the success that yep. we see, because on the front end, we were helping people who wanted to be helped. And mm-hmm. so I think that, again, feeds into what, you know, these these people that you can't help. And, and we've learned that here at Mercy, which is why we have such an intensive, you know, yes. application process. And how spoiled I got as a counselor in the home, because, I mean, there's nothing more beautiful than having someone sit down in front of you and going, I want help. Yeah. I want to heal. <laughs> Show me what I need to know. I mm. mean, that doesn't mean it was always easy, but when there is a desire, there's, yeah. I would often say God can do a lot with even your want to want to. Yes. You know what I mean? Is if you want to want to change, he can do a lot with that, let alone wanting to. Mm. And so really being aware that if that's not there, you will hit walls. Mm-hmm. And no matter how hard you push, you can't make someone want to change. Yes. So let's run through these real fast. The seven people you can't help. The first one is those who refuse to accept that they have a problem. Mm-hmm. It's, it's important for us to realize mm-hmm. we have something we need to heal from. Mm-hmm. Number two, those who think you are the problem. <laughs> Typically at our workshops, we get a good giggle at that <laughs> because I think we've all been in those relationships where somehow it's become our fault yeah. that you're not healing. That's yeah. not helpful. Those who are constantly, who constantly justify wrong decisions. So entitlement, mm-hmm. you know, not taking personal responsibility, want to put things off on others. Those who refuse to accept the scriptural solution. We talk a lot about that, that ultimately I truly 100% believe, and we've said this many times, apart from Jesus, true healing is mm-hmm. not possible. We can behavior modify ourselves to death and do okay and live our right, but true healing and wholeness only comes through that scriptural solution, which is Jesus. Mm-hmm. The next one, those who will not invest in themselves at a greater level than you invest in them. Oh man. Which is exactly what we've been talking about. Yes. If I am pouring more into you than you are pouring into the situation, I get burnout and you don't get the help you yep. need. Nobody wins. Those who refuse to invest the time for change. In this world of microwaves and fast food and all these types of things, we want this instant solution. And I think especially for this younger generation, there is some entitlement. There is this, I want it now and I want it quick and I want it fast. And that is not how healing typically happens. Mm -hmm. We talked a lot about this in the past as well, that God really loves process. I believe that process then really positions us to have something to give away. If we just had miracle, you know, microwave instant healing all the time, not that God doesn't do that, Mm -hmm. but the majority of the time he chooses process. But when we walk through process, then we're able to help other people walk through Mm -hmm. process. So if we're not willing to invest the time for change or the people we're helping aren't, it makes it very, very difficult for them to move forward in healing. Mm -hmm. And really the seventh person that you can't help, as strong as that may sound, is those who are constantly choosing relationships that are harmful or unhealthy or toxic, that they continue to cycle through relationships Mm -hmm. that keep them stuck. And that is a huge place where sometimes that teaching them boundaries and helping them to move forward is huge. And even next month in March, just to kind of give a little teaser, Mm -hmm. we're going to be talking a lot about safe people and moving into some of that conversation of how do you identify toxic Mm -hmm. relationships in your life and what do you do with them? And so when you have a lot of those in your life, it makes it really hard to be helped. Man, isn't that a big one with teenagers? Yes. When I think about students that I worked with who were really getting into just some stuff they didn't want to be part of Mm -hmm. and, you know, struggling with certain things. And, you know, I would 
be like, well, can let's look at the people that you're spending time with. That's right. And I mean, I I remember as a teenager, if you told me I had to change my friends, I've been like, yeah, right. <laughs> like, yep. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. So I understand. But I mean, in situations like that, especially with young people, like yeah. if they're just surrounding themselves in an environments that are just pulling them down and they refuse to get, I mean, then you're just going to keep hitting that wall. It's true. So I think that's just, uh, that was one that resonated with me as you were saying. It's funny to me how many people at the end of our workshops, we've kind of gone back and forth on that seven people you can't help. Like, is this really helpful for people? I'm not sure. Should we keep it in the workshops? It is so funny how many people on the back end will be like, that was the most helpful part of the entire workshop when you told us about this people we can't help. And I think that everybody connects with one or more of those in their time of, you know, helping people. So... And I think just continuing to be given permission that we don't have to have it all figured out. We don't always have to know what this is supposed to look like. You can't help everybody. Yeah. There's there's a freedom in that of like, oh, wow, I can't. You're right. I knew that somehow internally, mm-hmm. but to just have it put on the table that you can't help everyone. Mm-hmm. You can't tight arm and fist people into like healing. It's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. So, Jen, as we always want to do, mm-hmm. we never want to leave these podcasts with a bunch of cool ideas and thoughts and without right. some practical takeaways. Right. Because that is like one of my biggest pet peeves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as we kind of just transition and close out today, I think it's important for us to give people maybe just some takeaways. Like, where mm-hmm. do I begin here? Okay, um, this whole thing of boundaries, I'm struggling with that. I'm clearly got some issues. What do I need to do? We've already talked about the book boundaries right. and I really I really would actually say just go get it pick right. it up start there I think it will really bring some things to light for you that the book boundaries kind of hits on at a high level different mm-hmm. different types of relationships where where boundaries are at work and kind of how they're unique to different types of relationships but there's also I know quite a few different versions there's boundaries with teens boundaries with kids boundaries with boundaries in marriage, marriage boundaries yep. in dating so many different you know books that they've they've also built out from that and so I would definitely encourage you to get just boundaries to start with and then maybe build out from there but you know the biggest thing to me especially as we're talking more today to helpers Mm -hmm. is really just to prayerfully work through and decide where is it that I as a helper begin and end and what is my role you know we kind of talk about this idea of people you can't help and all of those we really hit a lot of, of boundaries on the session at our workshops where we talk about your role, like mm-hmm. who are you called to be and who almost more importantly is who are you not called That's to be. Right. And so I think really walking through that process of like letting the Lord show you like, this is, this is who I've called you to be in this relationship. And this is who I've not called you to be. This is not what I've called you to do or to carry in this specific relationship. And so I think even boundaries on, on your time, like, okay, I'm helping someone. When am I going to be available to them? And when am I not going to be available to them? Even in that, bringing other people along and, and, you know, when you're helping someone, you should not be the only person that is helping that person. It should always be a a team effort. Mm -hmm. You should not be their be all end all. If someone is struggling, there should be multiple people they can go to. And so I think that also helps in that idea of setting boundaries on your time and when you're available and when you're not and all of that. So I think those are a couple of pointers. Do you have any other thoughts on that? I would also add, I think sometimes we need accountability when we're Mm -hmm. stepping into something. I mean, if setting boundaries, especially as a helper, is something new, get some accountability, whether that's a friend, whether that's a supervisor, whether that's a pastor, whoever it may be, someone that you're able to go, hey, 
especially in per se, this relationship with this person, I'm really struggling getting burnout and being called on too much. I'm going to start setting some boundaries. I need you to check in with me and let, ask how I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know, really hold me accountable to stick to these things or gosh, my marriage or my family is suffering because of my ministry, because I'm not carrying boundaries. Well, I've got to rein in some things. Can you help hold me accountable? Will you pray with me about this? Because I'm recognizing if I don't put some boundaries in place, it's just really impacting the people in my family and my, mm. the people that I love. And so I think that accountability piece is huge. But also I would add really building in is some self-care and some fun as well. We talk about, it's like boundaries keep things out, but boundaries also keep things in mm-hmm. too. And so sometimes it's in your calendar. I know you've talked about this in the past, Mel, creating space for Jesus, creating space in your calendar to go on vacation or, you know, maybe to take half a day and go to the coffee shop and, or for a hike or whatever it mm-hmm. may be, building in some intentional fun and self-care for yourself. And lastly, we do this in our workshops as well, is really getting some prayer partners mm-hmm. in your life. If you don't have people who are intentionally praying for you, it's something I would encourage you to look into. And it doesn't mean that you're just in a crisis season. I know for me, I have about four friends. We have a group text going all the time where we're constantly praying for each other. It doesn't mean we're all in crisis. It just means, hey, my child is sick. Everybody pray, (laughs) you know, whatever it may be, that it's just part of doing life together. And so that would be my other real encouragement as well. Yeah. Well, I know that we've kind of just like beat this like crazy today, but (laughs) seriously, I just encourage you that if you are listening today and thinking, oh, I don't know, maybe I'll deal with this whole thing of boundaries at some point. Mm -hmm. I think I'm fine. If this is anything that even remotely resonates with you, I really want to encourage you to take the time to focus in on this area because it will slowly but surely erode relationships. And if you are a helper, you will burn out. Mm -hmm. The people that you're helping won't get the help that they need. And at the end of the day, a lot of times, like you mentioned earlier, what could happen is the relationship can really experience a lot of issues and turmoil. And what I found for me was that I just started getting frustrated with people. I was, you know, because I was trying to do all the work for them, I was like actually getting really annoyed with them. It was hard for me to love them well. And so it just, I think the only thing I can guarantee you is that if you don't do this, it's not going to end well. <laughs> like It's just not. That is our promise. <laughs> oh, it really kind of is. And so I just encourage you to really grapple with this one. And again, please go back and listen to the different podcasts from January, because I think there's a lot of good foundation also laid in, in those for what we discussed today. And, you know, we've been talking a lot today about how at our Empower workshops, we talk about boundaries and how many people give us all this feedback in here and there. So I want to be sure that we let people know that if you are interested in attending our Empower workshops, we have three scheduled for here in Nashville in 2017. We have one happening on the West Coast this summer, but our next workshop is happening on March 9th and 10th here in Nashville. And the deadline for registering for that workshop is February 20th. So it's just a little over a couple of weeks from now where when that deadline will hit. And we also have a really cool event happening on the first evening of the workshop for, for all of our guests to attend a special event with Nancy Alcorn. And so this will be a really, really cool one to attend if you are able to come. So make sure that you go to mercymultiplied.com and you can get information on our Empower workshops there. Next week, I'm excited. We're going to continue on this discussion of boundaries. But, you know, we've really been talking a lot lately, like we said, about relational boundaries. And next week, we're going to kind of start looking at some other area of, areas of our lives, you know, just like the way we use our time. 
social media. Right. Hello. Lots of different areas where I think it's also important for us to look at boundaries. And so these, I mean, these hit everybody. These affect mm-hmm. everybody. And so we really, really encourage you to, to tune in next week. And um, again, listen to last month if you haven't, but then we'll, I guess, see you next week. Bye.